Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's version of the Thursday Talk. It's been a while since Dr. Charles Hundley and I have had an opportunity to sit down and debate some of the common rules and regulations that are facing physicians and coders. So welcome back, Charles. Hey, welcome back, guys. Hopefully this is going to be a short, good episode that lets a coder and a clinician talk about things that probably doctors don't understand this one. So it'll be fun and adventurous for me because I have a lot to learn. Yep. So today we're actually going to talk about the difference between split shared and incident two. And let me kind of explain why I think this is such a important topic. So as I've been going out and meeting with a lot of practices, I'm noticing a trend where providers are getting confused between incident two and split shared encounters. And what they are doing is they are interchanging one with another, not understanding how they apply and what particular areas of their practice that you can use incident two versus split shared. So I thought that this would be an important topic for you and I to talk about, um, because as we were kind of communicating a little bit earlier, I was asking you some questions about split shared and incident two. And Dr. Hunley, what is your understanding of these two guidelines? Well, quite frankly, up until our conversation, I, I mean, especially on the outpatient visits and all that, I was like, I don't know really the difference. And what I do is my workflow is to go see the patient after an APP sees the patient. And sometimes I sign their notes. Sometimes I'll put an addendum in it. I, I don't even know how that's differently built. To be very honest with you, that's, that's why as we started looking at this, it's a good conversation for physicians to know the difference. Absolutely. So let's break it down a little bit for physicians. There are typically three areas that a physician would technically practice. One is inpatient. Mm -hmm. The second one is office. And then the third place, depending on how you are registered, would be what we would classify as an outpatient hospital setting. So let's break those down a little bit. Inpatient, no-brainer, those are services that happen inside a facility setting. Office, those are instances that happen in the physician actual practice. But where it gets a little muddy is when we have this outpatient hospital um, place of service that comes into play. And really what that is, is these are physician groups that are owned and operated by a hospital. So I'll give you an example. If you have an oncology department that the hospital actually owns the physician group and they pay the physician group, um, then it becomes outpatient hospital. So really depending on where you are practicing and what your place of service is viewed as is going to be the difference between how you look at incident two and split shared when you're working with those APPs and those PAs. And that's actually where I got really confused. And you and I talk a lot um, about what's the difference? Mm -hmm. Why does it matter to me where I practice? I'm doing the same, um, you know, and quite frankly, 
is there a financial or is there is there a benefit to any of this or is it just rules and regulations that are that are just annoying so there's really no financial benefit it's more for a regulatory because if if you are owned by a hospital entity you are going to follow the same guidelines that we would follow if you were seeing patients in an inpatient setting if you're so, not owned by a hospital setting, if you're not owned by a hospital institution, then you're going to follow the guidelines that we would have for office settings. Okay. So talk to me about that. So I'm doing the same thing that I am mm -hmm. as an outpatient office setting, not owned or attached to the hospital. I'm doing the same visits. I'm doing my MAs are coming in. They're seeing the patient. They're doing the, the workup. I'm seeing them or my nurse practitioner or PA is seeing them. Then I come in and say, you know, what's going on? I look at all the data. I interpret it. And then I talk to them with a plan. What the outpatient, you would just use different codes if they're not attached to the hospital or what standards? That's the confusing part. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the office setting, okay? Independent group, office setting, nothing to do with hospital, hospital um, purchasing, all of that good stuff. So let's just focus on the office. So incident two guidelines are specific to an outpatient group. So these are your place of service 11, which is deemed as office. What incident two is, is this is where the provider has already seen the patient, developed a care plan, and has it mapped out in the medical documentation that says this is the medication the patient is on, these are the therapies that they are doing. So the APP would act as um, an extension of the physician to help with those follow-up appointments. So okay. for incident two, in order for those guidelines to work, it always is, the APP is always going to see patients that are existing established patients where the physician has managed their care. Now it flips from incident two to an actual patient encounter if the APP has to change any medication, if they do any sort of management, then it's no longer incident two. And so some of the groups will say, okay, well, if the APP goes in and sees the patient, notices that there's a complication or some something else going on that is outside of that normal care plan, they need to come and get me as the physician so I can come in and take over the care of that patient and look at their care plan, look at their medications and make any necessary changes because it's not the status quo like it would be if you had your care plan defined and it's a true follow-up with no additional issues or problems. Does that make so, sense? That makes a lot of sense. So I'm gonna use this in a practical physician kind of manner. I'm yep. going to use an incident two as, as a follow-up surgical plan, an appointment where the APP is checking up to make sure everything is good, right? And if it's all good and the care plan is going, that's, an, that's, that's good. But if something goes like there's a dehiscence or there's a complication that, uh, of, the, of the surgery, 
go get, you know, the physician comes in, then that is different. Okay. So I think you're getting confused on the, on the guidelines because you're bringing up a surgical follow-up, which would fall into that post-operative care. That's but okay. what, what happens in the instance that you explained is yes, you're right. If there's a complication, then that is outside of the normal post-op. So the physician is going to bill for those services because they're having to manage. So <coughs> now what we're talking this about is more medical follow-ups such as yes. cardiology, you know, something that you're managing medications, you know, you're managing medications, maybe um, occupational therapy, and there's no change to the plan that you have de defined out. So patient, maybe patient is on medications, cardiology, um, you know, vasopressors, that there is no change. It is the exact same. The patient is not complaining of any complaints. It's status quo. Patient is stable with how they are currently being treated. And it's just a, it's just a, as I call it, a quick follow-up to make sure that it's compliance and, and there's no intolerance. When that intolerance, I use the surgical side because a lot of people think about the surgical side, such as yes. neurosurgery, you know, surgeon, not the global care, but the follow-ups. What we're talking about is the medical side and things that we are monitoring, drug therapies, weights, you know, for congestive heart failure, stuff, stuff like that. And if that goes awry and the physician has to, then, then we, we go down that other avenue. Yeah. And, you know, incident two does qualify in some of your specialty practices like neurosurgery, cardiology. There may be a care plan post-surgery that the provider is, is, um, implementing and the APP will go in and have those conversations or those follow-up appointments with the patient. But the big thing to remember is, is for incident two to count, it has to be an established patient that the physician has already seen. And if there are any sort of complications or changes to the care plan, either A, the bill goes out under the APP, because they're the ones who are making the changes that's not just status quo, or they bring in the physician for the physician to see the patient take over the visit and um, update the management and the care plan of that patient. Yeah, no, that's actually exactly it. So good. Okay. The second part of this is your split shared encounters. Now split shared encounters apply in an inpatient setting or an office setting that is owned by the hospital. And that becomes place of service 22, which is a hospital outpatient. If you are part of a hospital outpatient clinic, you know it because your management team, your hospital um, leadership has, has educated you on this. So in instances where you are part of this outpatient hospitalization, um, the incident two guidelines do not apply. So how it would work in this instance is if you have a patient that you are seeing and the APP is in the room, the APP is doing X, Y, and Z on the patient, and then you come in under or after um, 
patient, you would bill for your, well, first you would document your key portions of what you were present for, which hopefully it's the medical decision-making or time, because remember we're talking split shared mm -hmm. and, and split shared is heavy duty based off of time who has 50% or more of the time and or medical decision-making. So when you are seeing that patient, you'll need to document medical decision-making in its entirety or the time that you're spending updating the management of that patient. So you're going to follow those same split shared guidelines like we've rolled out on the inpatient side. Yeah, no, and that's that makes sense. So, so which actually makes it easier for the physicians because if you master your split shared in the pay, in the hospital and do the same thing out of the hospital with the medical decision making you're only following one kind of grid and that that grid of you know the severity and the illnesses the diagnosis the review of the labs you know and the the treatment plan um and any other things like social determinants of health or anything that complicates that visit that would that would be the important things for physicians to document yes absolutely and so the big thing to remember between the two incident two typically happens in a physician's office split shared happens in a facility setting or a office setting that is owned by a hospital organization yeah and those guidelines um while it is confusing for physicians to know the differences between the two, it's really, um, I think, helpful, especially for those coders and those auditors and educators to have that open and honest conversation with physicians to make sure that they understand the differences between those two, because you don't want to put a target on your back unnecessarily because you're getting those guidelines confused. Yeah. And so if I work for a hospital, I'm probably going to have my clinic near it, which the, the hospital owns. So I'm going to do split share. That makes it very easy. Yes. If I'm an independent physician and have privileges in a hospital, but my, my, my I am a proprietary owner or partner in the group or whatever, that would be where incident two falls into line. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, that makes a lot more sense because half the time we don't, when our coding team and our billing team talk about this, it's very like, what are you talking about there? It's word salad. So. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for today's version of the Thursday talk. Dr. Henley, do you have any final words you want to share? No, I mean, I, I don't really have final words. We're going to start back to our podcast. This one is a quick podcast because we're finding in the communities that we are working with a confusion to this, not just on the physician side like myself, but coding and the mixture of the two having communications about this. And so what we really want to do is start tackling some of those problems to help everybody out there that has these challenges. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in two weeks. Have a good rest of your day.